stop. Sure you want the rest of it? Dirty Harry Miller. Dirty Harry Miller. Dirty Harry Miller Podcast. Dirty Harry Miller Podcast. Every penny's worth. Welcome back to Dirty Harry Minute, the only podcast in the world to review every minute of that 1971 Warner Brothers classic, Dirty Harry. I'm your host, John, and this week I am joined by three delightful guests. Number one, our first guest to have made his play into a Bollywood film, co-author of the BBC Radio 4's empirical evidence radio series, Anavab Pal. Hello. Was that substantially correct, your, uh, your CV I just introduced? Uh, I think... Everything I've done in life pales in comparison to flying 10,000 miles uh, all the way from India to sit and discuss a minute of Dirty Harry, I think. A minute you've not, a movie you've not seen. A movie I have not seen in a very long time. Um, but when else in my life will I get to analyze Dirty Harry in Australia as an Indian person? There will be no other opportunities <laughs> where we finish this series in about three months. Our second guest, um, stand-up comedian. Uh, comedian, you've heard her on the Bugle, the wonderful Tea with Alice podcast. Alice Fraser. Hello, uh, you've heard Anavab on the Bugle too. Yes, just me more. Prestigious <laughs> alumni. <laughs> is it because I'm in London with Andy and he can call me at the last minute, or is it because I'm better? Better. <laughs> better. <laughs> Geography has nothing to do with this <laughs> skill. Well, thank you for joining us, Alice. We have our third guest. You know her from the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, Galway Comedy Festival. She shares her initials with a lovable alien, Eleanor Tiernan. Hello. Hi, everyone. Uh, all all, um, all achievements, but yeah, never never been on the bugle. Uh, yeah, still, still got to get attitude. the call from Andy. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for joining us, Eleanor. Thanks for having me. We're glad you're here because you're the first person of Irish extraction, and this is obviously Inspector Callaghan. Yeah. Indeed, yes, yes. Have you known any Callahans in your time? I, uh, I've known Callahans, but I've only met them in the UK. Uh, so uh, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe Callahan isn't isn't the Irish name that. Uh, that or or maybe all the Callahans fled to America and the UK and Australia, and there are none left in Ireland itself. Yeah, there's a, a kind of a theory in Ireland about people whose names, because Callaghan is a name that uh, it's also, there's also a version of it with an O in front of it. There's an O Callaghan. And people whose who's na- who's surnames don't have the O in front of it, there's a kind of an, uh, I guess, an old wives tale about them. I can share it if people would like. Please do, uh, yes. Yeah, it's, ba- it's basically, it's a thing that happened when um, the English were um in, like ruling Ireland at the mm. time, but they offered this scheme to people who would drop the O from their name, Irish people. If you would drop the, the O, they would give you food. Though they took the soup, is they that took the expression? The soup, yeah. yeah. So, so, so Callaghan to me, at, at first, you know, hearing it, he does sound to me like somebody who who, who took took the soup. I mean, mm. old wives have the best tales. Mm. <laughs> I mean, old, yeah, yeah, old wives, yeah. <laughs> I think the name's derived from the Gaelic word for church or something, Kellach or something. Okay, okay. And obviously, Harry's an atheist, I'd say, don't you think, Ellis? I mean, he certainly behaves in an atheistic manner, uh, amoral, some would say, but uh, immorality doesn't seem to be inconsistent with a lot of very devout churchgoers. Yes. So 
I'm, I'm open to the possibility that he is secretly deeply religious. There is a lot of Christ imagery in here. There's the, the cross. Harry's catchphrase is, Jesus. Um, and the woman at the start of the movie has a Christ-like pose when she's shot in the pool. Mm. But anyway, we're jumping ahead of ourselves. We're reviewing today, minute 75. The minute continues with Scorpio limping past strip clubs and ends with the silhouetted man asking Scorpio if he has been tailed. What did you think of this minute, Anavab? You know, I'm going to say that if you're going to tail a man, that's probably the man you want to tail. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's, he's limping in a suspicious manner um, across very strange parts of town. Um, and just to go back to that, I think uh, Hollywood screenwriters love Irish police names. Yeah. You know, Callahan, Shaughnessy. I think mm. you just, I mean, these people probably have never been to Ireland, but as a screenwriting police name. Yeah. Right. You, they probably won't go with like Dave or Brooklyn or something hip or. Yeah, know, I think yeah. that's that's really interesting. As a sort of a side note, Australia very famously, when we were colonized, it was military law, British rule, and then when we got our own kind of law and elected our own police force from among the people, rather than having them be the military police. Uh, Australia went within one generation from being, by definition, the most criminal country in the world, because it was a lot of convicts, mm. uh, to the, le- the most law-abiding country in the world in one generation. It's mm. cool. So either the police weren't very good <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or people felt like they had an investment in the new society. When you're looking at the history of the Cali gang and everything, it's all like Irish people shooting Irish people, Lonergan killing a, a Cali, killing a Murphy, a Fitzpatrick, I suppose, is... Yes. Scottish, or I don't know if that's a Northern Irish thing. Yeah, yeah basically, we're exporters of crime. It pretty much sounds Crime like. and law enforcement. <laughs> and law enforcement then yeah. as well, yeah, I guess. I mean, you're like, yeah. you're, you're like um, Coca-Cola selling Coca-Cola and Mount Franklin water. You're providing <laughs> yeah. the problem and the solution. <laughs> and the solution at the same time. Locking yeah. up the market. Yeah. <laughs> like, do they say, like, New York City and Boston, most of the policemen are of Irish-American origin. That's true. Well, St. Patrick's Day is a big thing for... At least the American police force. Um, they, uh, it's a completely different thing to how it is in Ireland. Like the, the Ireland that Americans kind of yeah. have and conjure up around St. Patrick's Day is uh, like it's we're, we're quite, you know, it, you know, bland compared <laughs> to how the, as hyper as they go. Like they dye rivers green yeah. uh, and, you know, go go all out. Uh, well, Irish people tend uh, that in at home tend to take it a little bit more easy. <laughs> <laughs> at home, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, they also have those massive fundraisers for the boys back home who they've never met, and the, all this money gets funneled into the IRA yeah. and things there's like dark, that. Yeah, dark kind of. I, I guess yeah, there's a purpose behind the whole thing, a kind of a political uh, political purpose uh, that probably thought had gone away uh, up until recently but uh, yeah it seems to be kind of making a bit of a, a research um, uh, the whole 80s <laughs> kind of <laughs> the 80s vibe. <laughs> vibe yeah high tops and terrorism oh man <laughs> yeah <laughs> and also I love the American sense of like giving some money back to home they're not quite sure where home is yeah so the Italian Americans sending it back to some part of Sicily or <laughs> those people are like yeah we'll take your money <laughs> no yeah. problem yeah. There's, because there's good people at home they could be giving the money too but like they, if they would just check that they're not terrorists <laughs> yeah. that would be, be good did you like Brad Pitt's accent in The Devil's Own? I mean or Mick I, Jagger I and Nick Kelly yeah I, I don't get too upset about these things you know <laughs> they're not great accents but that wouldn't be 
That yeah. wouldn't be the offensive part of it uh, for me. <laughs> yeah, it's the portrayal of heroic terrorists. That would be the, the one I'd... I remember after September 11th at the, you know, the benefit where the Who and Paul McCartney played, there's an Irishman and he goes, Osama bin Laden, kiss my royal Irish ass. And I was like, I don't know if that adjective royal uh, <laughs> yeah, fits yeah. well in your understanding of your forebears. But. Anyway, um, did you like this minute, Alice? Uh I thought it was super interesting. So you have the uh, the coeds, the nude, fully nude college coeds, mm. which already puts you in a period of time where um, borderline paedophilia is a selling point. Um, that that uh, you know this is a, a, a sleazy area of town, I guess. And, but is it sort of quaint having the old fashioned? Touts there? What do you call them? Like he's dressed up in his tie and he's... Oh, the people come in, don't leave, that kind of thing. Yeah, just that guy's in a suit saying, come in and see. You know. Yeah, it is an old-fashioned attitude, I guess, to the pornographic. Um, there was some writing on social media about Dirty Harry's... Some misogyny in Dirty Harry. There was something going around Facebook, I can't remember. They were protesting the premiere of this movie with Down With Dirty Pigs and... yeah. Insofar as this movie is sexist, or is it more racist? I don't know what its litany of errors are. It can be both. It can be both. But this minute, how is this minute sexist? Um, well, got the co-eds. Well, fully nude co-ed fully nude girls. Co-ed. Yeah, yeah. We don't see any penises in this movie. We don't see any naked men at all. We just see four yeah. Co-eds women. implies actually that they are both men and women, but actually we know for a fact that they're going to be women, and we don't know that they're co-eds. We don't know that they're really at university. Yeah. Unless they're just sitting there with no clothes on, studying maths. Hot. It's extremely unlikely. Yeah. <laughs> so should strip clubs possibly be I like verifying the, the exam results that they are genuinely <laughs> pursuing their level education? Yeah. Or, you know, these guys can't get off to oh, it. Back to the strip club. <laughs> Ma'am, here's a differential equation. Yeah, solve it. You. Come on, before you get up on that pole. Back, back to the strip club, um, the writers and the director like the idea of having this, this miscreant in the, the, the very epicentre of liberalism, San Francisco, Berkeley, this guy trying to fit in, you know? Mm. Anyway, sorry, Nevap, you're going? Oh, I'm just curious. Uh, yeah, so there was always like that guy who walked around these tempting parts of town uninterested, mm. as if to show this kind His of... moral purity of purpose. Yeah, that, exactly. This kind of like stoicism. Slash and, sociopathy. <laughs> slash insanity. <laughs> but he is... But I had a sort of small technical question. He isn't limping in that little bit, is he? No, because it's not. It's Dirty Harry that's walking through. It's Harry that's walking through the, at the beginning. And he's ah. Scorpio. Oh, yeah. Ah, right. Yeah. Right, right, right. One of the problems with it only being a minute. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so much darkness. <laughs> Once again, I wonder why Harry's giving up the chase. He's uh, Harry's just seeing where he's going and he gives up. But I think in terms of like filmography, this is a super interesting minute because you're cutting between quite a lot of really juxtaposed states. You go from you cut directly from this dark night scene straight into the daytime. So yeah. you assume he's been limping all night, maybe, <laughs> or he's or he's dropped in and spent the evening with the nude college coeds. One of the two. Uh, Jump cuts forward to him limping in the daylight through this construction site. Again, there's a lot of like bright light, harsh shadows. He's limping in, and then there's the dark man watching him from the shadows, I think, who is an African American. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have this kind of, yeah, this sense of foreboding or sinister pursuit that's happening. Why, why do you think, Eleanor, that Harry sort of gives up 
Shouldn't he be tailing him all night to see what nefarious deeds? But I suppose he can't. He can't watch him twenty four hours. Yeah, I've, I mean, I think the point that that I take from those first few seconds is is watching Harry going through that kind of strip mall. Uh, uh, thing and he's he's not remotely interested in the in the business and it kind of serves to set him up as a kind of a noble person because he's he, he's he's oblivious he's not he's not distracted gonna... by the totally nude college co-ed <laughs> the college girls um uh what i like in the the next frame is the way the the camera just this just a slight shift in angle so we see the this uh, scorpio guy he's coming down the steps and he's coming towards a kind of a you know an area that's very run down so you know why why is he there but then the the camera just moves it's just the slightest angle shift to reveal this other guy here and we see him and then suddenly we're like okay we're not just got uh we've not just got the director's pov we've got now we're watching him watching Scorpio come in and what you know what's what, so it's 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 a good tension yeah and builder. also with in terms of the points of view you see Scorpio limping up and you realize that you're not seeing him through a window you're seeing him in the reflection of a window he's yeah. still outside the building yeah yeah so there's a there's a lot of kind of uh um there's a lot being done to kind of shield whatever activity whatever his purpose mm. is there for they're hiding for some reason do you like yeah. Anna Vabby's uh, ridiculously short tie? It's, I, like, it's like Paul in Yellow Submarine. Um. Yeah, he looks like a band member somewhere. But <laughs> I, I, you know what I love about movies like police sort of cop revenge thriller type stories from the 70s is that they depicted a kind of city that doesn't exist anymore. Uh, they're Certainly always, not in San Francisco, right? Yeah, great. Oh, yeah. This is exactly what I mean, is that cities are now gentrified. Like, if he had to walk past something looking disinterested and angry, you know, there were there were thousands of movies in the 70s where they would walk past, you know, shady, semi-erotic shops, tobacconists, solicit, you know, people soliciting him for drugs or whatever. Now it would be, you know, Disney something. Green juice. Yeah. Gentrified, gentrified. Yeah. That's some the effect of gentrification. Jumbo juice, some South Indian dosa place, you know, like <laughs> some very hip thing. And also run down like you know parts of town where there's just wrought metal lying around yeah where you just go oh man what a development opportunity <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah that would be like the the now the headquarters of snapchat That's or something eight million dollars worth of viable land that you could <laughs> yeah. cram people into in some sort of share space entrepreneurial workshop yeah, exactly. Exactly. That would be like a WeWork or something, yeah, you know. Yeah. But then in the old movies, you'd always have like a guy walking past an oil rig. <laughs> just lying next to some, you know, abandoned locomotive. Speculative oil rig that never hit oil. Also, no security on these any of these derelict properties, you know. You can <laughs> just walk onto them and health and safety nightmare. Absolutely. And he's already yeah. got a limp, you know, yeah. even just for from liability purposes. They would want a security record. guard or a CCTV camera to make sure that he didn't fake having mm. had that injury on their land and yeah. make them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nowadays, there'd be one guy saying, sir, we need you to sign these forms before you can limp into this building. Well, I have a friend who has a kid and apparently uh, her kid got bruised on her head, fell over, as kids do. And when she went into daycare, they made her sign a form saying the injury was pre-existing. That she had this little little red bump on her head, and that that happened before she came to the daycare. I thought that's wild. Yeah, children are always flinging themselves at things. 
point of being a child. Yeah. 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 They bounce. I wonder, could that, will that, because you, like, there's obviously injuries people could have that don't show up that you can't visibly see. So if somebody had, say, like a child had the measles uh, and brought them in, would the crash then be liable for the... Well, entirely po- po- possibly. Mm. Uh, but yeah. There's a, there's a, there must be a business angle that we can make money out of this, guys. That's where I'm going, you know. The other thing that interests You're me the about... You're problem. <laughs> is that, you know, in these sorts of movies, he's clearly, like, done something that he's run away from, right? And mm-hmm. there were, like, a whole genre of films where there's a policeman who's been indicted for something, but he's really honest, and we, the audience, know. But mm-hmm. his higher-ups don't, and some sort of treachery going on, and he has to escape from things. And there were all there was always real estate he could go and hide in. Yeah, like this piece of real yeah. estate. There's there's just a man there who's there, like squatting and just kind of living in abandoned spaces was all right. Like there would always be places you could find to go. You know now. Now you have to get it on Airbnb. Yeah, you have to put a credit card thing and link it to your phone. Like where do you just go? There was um, some comedian had a joke. The definition of gentrification is not being able to take a harmless quick piss down an alleyway because yeah. it's someone's home yeah. or driveway. I have I have to say though I I do live in a part of the world where there are large abandoned spaces. I mean, you need to run this jam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Start lurking, Anavab. I think parts of Mumbai you could sh- still shoot Dirty Harry, and it still looks like this. some expensive parts. <laughs> so my neighbour. <laughs> have you seen the next minute following this, Anavab? I have not. So what, in your heart of hearts, what do you think is going to happen? I mean, do you think he's maybe Scorpio's looking to buy a new gun? Is he trying to score some drugs? What, what do you guess? Well, he's been asked if he was tailed and he said no. You never uh, ask someone if they've been tailed if you're just going to have a picnic. <laughs> <laughs> a cocktail of drugs. Exactly. But also, what's the point in asking someone if they've been tailed? Because if they knew they'd been tailed, they'd, you know, surely... Abandoned but the, the, def- the plan they had. The only yeah. response is, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, not yeah. if he's no good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, also, it, there's a lot of nominative determinism in these movies. Like, how do you go about the world and say, and I'm an upright citizen? What's your name, sir? I'm Scorp- Scorpio. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No self-effacing <laughs> hero came out of that period of movies. You know, Stallone wasn't going around saying. Vietnam or yeah, Cambodia where yeah. should I go you know like exactly he was just dropped in yeah. now we don't see it as prominently as previous scene but do you notice Eleanor is wearing that warped peace symbol uh, on his buckle he's got a peace uh, sign I hadn't noticed that is it significant I should get the blu-ray Eleanor I? keeps her eyes away from that area she's <laughs> yeah. a good well brought up Irish it's girl. part of being the problem that's what <laughs> Some online conversation <laughs> yeah, said this yeah. is a nod to the, the Zodiac Killer, which this is vaguely, the whole plot's vaguely oh. based, based on him. But it's also a warped piece sign, and the director said, it's a reminder that no matter, quote, no matter how vicious a person is, when he looks in the mirror, he is still blind to what he truly is. Mm. Mm, I love a baddie that has a reason, mm. other than, you know, not just being a baddie that they he think they're doing the right He doesn't have it in this movie, does he? Thing. No, yeah. He's like Snoke. He's just no backstory. He's just... Mm. Yeah, I like so I, I like that the director has thought of that. I don't like that the director hasn't Follow actually through, yeah. integrated that into the plot, except via sort of a arcane sideways reference belt buckle yeah. style. I think there should. I always think there should be more backstory. You should always feel sad when the villain gets defeated. I think on one level, you know that 
that you can see their vision even if it's been a bit twisted. Yeah. Particularly because through the movie, though, they do try to say that Harry and him share something in common, you know, the evil and the rage against evil. Are they the two sides of the coin? They're both equally as ruthless, but Harry apparently has a moral code of defending justice. That's the thing, right? These protagonists that had moral codes of defending justice. I think... These heroes sounded great in short pitches in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. At some point, they're like, he comes from nowhere, he goes nowhere. Yeah. You know, he just <laughs> comes, he's got no backstory. He just comes smoking a cigarette. He feels nothing for anyone. Yeah. He doesn't have a mortgage. Yeah, and then anyone who is watching that who has any kind of inner life is like, God, he'd be a nightmare to live with. Yeah, just imagine. Yeah. <laughs> Ashing his cigarettes into your pasta. <laughs> I don't care, man. I don't have any feelings. <laughs> Someone who's in love with him is thinking, I'm not going to call my parents over. It's going to be a nightmare at Sunday yeah. lunch. <laughs> just won't pick up or wash up. But there was a kind of heroism like Raymond Chandler. There was a kind of like heroism with these kinds of people. You know, off the, the grid people. It was, well, I guess it was easier to get off the grid back to be off the grid back then. You know, yeah. You could, yeah, well, off, simultaneously off the grid and, and, and disconnected slash disaffected. And that was like a, a line of heroes that ran also through like the golden age uh, of sci-fi before women started writing sci-fi, where all the heroes were like, not to be offensive, but kind of spectrum-y. They were very much mission-focused mm. and then women were either sort of accessories or to be discarded. Love, it, they no, never articulate love, only kind of a desire to possess and then discard. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a deeply pathological idea of masculinity. Yeah. Well, there's no women of agency in this movie. There's just the, his partner's wife and victims, unfortunately. We spend more time with the girl's tooth than we do actually of, um, with her. Well, that's pretty much all I've got to say about th- this minute, guys. Are you? I mean, we might get back to it again later on, you know, <laughs> in the, the second or third minute we go for it. <laughs> I feel like... Some of the mysteries we have will be explained. <laughs> so, Anavab, you just have to you have to get your bet on the line. What's he? What's he? What's he going down to see? This mysterious African American is it a drugs, b a party, c a new gun, <laughs> or is he a doctor? Maybe fix his leg. I want to say like the moment like there is a guy hanging out in an abandoned warehouse. He's not a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> He's not a medically trained professional by the San Francisco Medical Authority. He's clearly got something. I want to say weapons, but he's whatever he's got, he's going to like refuel Scorpio. Like he's yeah, going he's, to like he's the pit stop. <laughs> yeah. He's like the alternative law. He's going to fix his leg or give him a gun or a pill or something, mm. you know, like uh, a hug he's like gonna that. give him a oh, hug okay. that's what he really needs <laughs> that's the millennial dirty harry yeah yeah Ugh. well can i interest you guys in coming back for another minute i'll talk to you off air eleanor but many thanks for joining us great uh, alice yeah Anavab. pleasure we'll catch you next time on dirty harry minute minute it's a small world.